So we are on another edition of Salty Business, and today with Aubrey of Aubrey Tees. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, awesome. Well, one, I love your company, so we really wanted you guys on. Uh, your teas we serve to our people, and they're really, really delicious and, <laughs> thank you. and amazing. So really happy to have you on. First of all, thank you. Uh, just to kind of get a little background, um, have you always been into tea, drinking tea? Yeah, I have been drinking tea ever since I can remember, to uh-huh. be honest. But when I was a kid, I wasn't drinking what we call true tea from uh-huh. Camellia sinensis, either black tea, green tea, oolong, those types of teas, white tea, poor. Um, I really drank peppermint tea as a child. And for my mother, it was like the cure-all to everything, really? right? You get a skinned knee, you drink peppermint tea. You have a broken heart, you drink peppermint tea. <laughs> and all of her all of her friends would also gather together around tea. So mm-hmm. they would get together and have a tea together. So I always saw that also as an example of a, a way to bond with other women, a way to bond with a community, a way to be together and to share something together. So that has always been with me my whole life as far as I can remember. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you go about starting Arbor Tees? Like, what's the, the story? The, the origin it? story. Yeah, what are the origin yes. stories? <laughs> it's always the first question, yeah. right? Um, so I actually started Arbor Tees when I was in grad school. I was pursuing a master's degree at the University of Michigan, and I was a poor fit for my master's degree. It was just not a good choice for me. And the, What was the master's in? I was getting a master's in architecture, uh-huh. and the program is wonderful. Don't take it as yeah, no, a no, bad no. program. It was just it was not a good fit for me. And I was about halfway through the program, and I, my husband, Jeremy, and I were just about to get married, and I was really second-guessing whether or not I should complete the program. And we got married, and about two weeks after we got married, I woke up one morning, and I thought, you know, I always, in my mind, think when I grow old, I'm going to start a cafe. I'm just going to have a small cafe. I'm going to be behind the counter, and that's what I really want to do. And then I woke up one morning, and I said, why am I waiting until I get older? And I should do this now. And so I promptly said to Jeremy, I said, all right, let's cancel this degree, and let's go start our own business. And bless his heart he was like all right let's do it thankfully he knew he was marrying so. okay yeah what, <laughs> what 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 was he doing at the time um he was working at the time so uh-huh. he was um actually an urban planner at the time so i was also getting an architecture oh, yeah. degree and so those two go hand in hand mm-hmm. often which was also a little funny yeah and um and so neither of us really were able to start the business full time at mm-hmm. the beginning. It was a side project. And so I looked for other employment and he had his full time employment. And when we started Arbertese, we were both working full time. What in the beginning, how did you even go? Like, how do you, so you want to start a tea company? Right, right. So as I mentioned before, I really wanted to have a cafe, right? Yeah. But we were in our mid 20s, very little money. And it came, became very obvious very quickly that we did not have the capital to start a cafe, which yeah. is very capital intensive. Yes. But at that point, we had already kind of fallen in love with the idea of starting a business. And we were also interested at the NT. We really enjoyed that. There were tons of coffee shops in Ann Arbor. We were looking for something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought, okay, well, if we can't do a brick and mortar, what else can we do? And so we really started pursuing something online. And the e-commerce was pretty new at that point. It was it, it had established itself a little bit, but it was not what we know of e-commerce today. What, what year was that? This was 2004. Okay. Yeah, it took yeah. a minute. Yeah, yeah. 2004. Um, and so we... Very, we were very naive, and we we got our business plan together, and we decided we got all of our inventory. We went, and we got an SBA loan. We were so proud of ourselves, 
And we had everything but a website, which, as you can imagine, having an e-commerce business (laughs) is a little bit of a problem. And we were at a party one weekend, and a friend of a friend came up to us, and he said, hey, I hear you guys are going to start a a online business and selling tea. And we said, yeah, we're really excited. We hope to open next weekend. And he said, oh, so what are you doing for your website? What platform are you hosting it on? And we were like, we have no idea. We haven't even thought about that Mm -hmm. yet. And he (laughs) took a step back, and he said, you know, I design websites and I think you're going to need some help. And so our first website was really done in exchange for painting his house. So our friend Lawrence, who is a friend to this day, Uh designed our first website and we painted the interior of his house over a very long week. And Did he propose that idea to you? Well, he, I don't know if he actually said to paint his house, but (laughs) he was the type of person that was perfectly willing to barter and, um, I think at some point we were discussing what options, how much we, he would charge, other options. He said, you know, how about we just do a barter to begin with? Mm-hmm. And so we were over at his house and he's like, I really need this all painted. Can you do this? And we were like, absolutely. You know, at that point we had had a small house and done a lot of renovations to our house. So we were gung-ho renovations. Yeah. And, um, and voila, there we go. And when you initially started it, kind of what were the challenges? Was it... Was it sourcing? Was it finding customers? Was it It was all of the above, right? As with any small business, Mm -hmm. it was getting the word out. It was establishing all of our our systems. I always tell young business people that your first year is all about just establishing your systems. Yeah. Like if you can just figure out how to pay your taxes, figure out how to do um, payroll, figure out how to keep your lights on, how to get your utilities working, then you've had a successful first year. Yeah. Really, it's all of those systems. And then after the next four years are about survival. Yeah. Then you really have your business. You get to know your business. You know your craft. You survive five years. And uh-huh. then after that, then voila, which yeah. is what everybody tells you. And when we first started our business, we didn't believe. We, yeah. We said, oh, five years. Five years is so long. Like, it's not going to really take us five years to get established. But it did. And did so... Because I'd like to get back to the systems thing, because that's something I'm really interested in. Yeah. Uh, but did you first go after uh, individual customers, or did you go after businesses? Or is it a mixture of the two? Yeah, so primarily our business is direct-to-consumer. Mm-hmm. So uh, from the very beginning, it was all about retail direct-to-consumer. So people who are looking for a specific type of tea, we sell only organic tea, who might be looking for fair trade certified tea. And it's those people who are unable to get it in another way. Yeah. So they don't have a grocery store nearby that sells it. They Or they don't prefer the tea that's sold in their grocery store. And so they're looking for another avenue of how to get tea. And now shopping online for your groceries is becoming more commonplace. Um, but at that time, getting food online was not a very normal thing. Mm-hmm. So it was it was really just getting the word out and trying to find those consumers. And they were out there. They either, as I mentioned before, didn't have access to the product we were selling, or they may have been uh, in a large city and didn't want to actually have to deal with going to get it. Yeah. So they wanted it delivered direct to their home. And those tend to be the customers that we're still getting to this day, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult to find those customers at the beginning. I mean, we really had a search hard for those customers. How'd you go about that? Yeah, mostly online advertising. Uh So really with Google AdWords, um, from the beginning, that has been a big source of finding customers for us and trying to crack that nut of organic listings as well as 
Google advertising and trying to figure out the perfect way to spend enough to get a repeat customer, but not too much to lose your shirt. Yeah, you know, yeah. As with any business, uh-huh. really. And how early did you go full time? Like, how long did it take? I was not the first person. So actually, Jeremy, my husband, went full-time first. Uh And I think it was about two and a half years in where he left his job, went full-time. I was still working full-time out of of another um, employer. And and then we switched. So he did that for a couple years. And then a couple years into that, he actually fell in love with the digital marketing piece of Arbor Tees. Uh Uh-huh. And it was very interesting. We hired a company to help consult us on how to do that. And then two years later, they ended up hiring him to work for them because oh, wow. he loved it so much. And that really was what he was drawn to. Uh-huh. And so things change. You know, it's always interesting. Yeah. And at that point, I was at a position where I could come in full time and the business was large enough to be able to support our household mm-hmm. in that way. And, and it wasn't until probably two years later that we were working full time together. Okay. In business. And, you know. When you first started hiring people, how was that like bringing new people into the company and trying to, yeah. you know, maintain a certain culture that maybe you and Jeremy together right. cultivated and knew about? But how do you, what's your process to bring somebody in and sure. saying, okay, this is what we're about? So at the beginning, I don't think we had a strong vision of what we wanted a, our culture to be. It was just survival. And oh yeah. my goodness, now we need another person to help us. Yeah. Um, and we drew from our network for the, our first few employees, and mm-hmm. um, they were people that we knew through other people. So the first person that we ended up hiring was actually Jeremy's high school friend's mother, oh. who had <laughs> retired and was looking for part-time work and after retirement, but nothing too strenuous. And we said, this is perfect. And when we first started our business, we were running out of our house. So we were also bringing employees into our house, which can also be wonderful and awkward at the same time. And we were st- had a young family, so we had crying babies in the house. And, you know, it was yeah, really yeah. hard to manage all of those things. So um, so knowing the person through a personal connection was helpful. Uh-huh. And, and then after a little while, as we started broadening our network, many of our employees are found still to this day through people that we know. Um, but now it's a little bit more of a culture. And I think really which is wonderful is our, our employees really have established that culture as much as we have. Yeah. And we've really enjoyed it. So we're a pretty happy bunch. We um, like to laugh, have a lot of fun. We listen to music all day long. When we're not listening to music, we listen to NPR. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we just have a great time. And our goal is that everybody leaves the day happy and can go home or to their next place in a good mood and be able to have a great rest of their day without, awesome. you know, oh, I have to go to work. Or, yeah. Oh, this and that. We hope that we can show our children that work isn't a scary thing that you have to loathe. Work can be a wonderful thing. Yeah. That's and part of your life. That's awesome. So how do you, how do you go about creating systems in your business and like, you know, really establishing them and making them work and how has that evolved over time or, you know, yeah. So the systems I referred to at the beginning were really kind of those nuts and bolts that everybody has to do. Um, But as our business has grown, we, of course, have um, the regulatory environment increases, as with any business. Uh Um, Food safety over the last few years has changed quite a bit with the advent of the Food Safety Modernization Act. So we really have had to kind of up our game Mm -hmm. with um, making sure that we abide by all the rules, that we... um, have uh, everything, all of our kind of our safety, our food safety systems in place, um, as well as 
I guess just pretty much everything else. I mean, yeah. everything kind of goes up a little bit as you grow larger and larger. And so you have to make sure that you, A, know all of the things that you have to buy by, which mm-hmm. is in and of itself difficult as a small business because yeah. you're, as you know, doing everything, right? You're yeah. cleaning the toilets as well as, you know, making sure payroll happens as well as making sure that any problems with your neighbors get resolved and you're dealing with your landlord and everything else in between and then on top of it you have to think okay so we have to think about OSHA oh I have to think about FISMA oh I have to think about Department (laughs) of Ag oh I have to think about this and and sometimes even knowing what to think about is half the battle and then once you figure out oh I have to think about that oh my goodness goodness now I have to read all the rules and figure out what they mean and make sure that we're doing everything correctly so it's a long list. Yeah. I'd hate to bore you with that. No, no, list yeah, right yeah. Now. And um, what uh, do you still have uh, dreams of opening that cafe, or is it more just selling, you know, the tea directly to people? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know, to be honest. There uh-huh. are times I feel where about every two years we're in the cycle where we find a piece of property that we're really interested in or we see something that inspires us and then we think, yes, we should open up that cafe or something is presented to us. And then we go through a process of, you know, taking the business plan out and dusting it off and checking, making sure all the numbers work. And and by the end of it, we usually come to the same conclusion, at least up to now, that no, we're not ready to do that. And it usually is a time thing where we have two young kids having a brick and mortar you're wed to hours yeah generally cafes have long hours you're wed to a larger employee pool making sure that everybody's happy there's you know there's generally higher turnover and so all of those issues come up and at the end of the day to this point we have decided against it yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if that changes okay as our life goes on and our situation changes yeah how how old are your kids now right now they're seven and nine seven and nine yeah yeah almost eight and ten my seven-year-old would tell you she's eight (laughs) (laughs) she turns eight in may and she very much wants to be an eight she's eight right now (laughs) she's eight now yes awesome and then uh what are some of what are your favorite events that you guys do that you know you're excited about Well, um, one of my favorite events, which is relatively new and actually was inspired by an employee um, who loves literature and is an avid reader and two years, well, yeah, so this is the third year. Uh So two years ago, we started our summer reading series, Mm -hmm. which is a series in which we commission an author to write a new piece of fiction for, um, for us. And then we release it in a serial format throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. And so it's one chapter a week for about 10 weeks. And uh, each year we want to change the author and change the, um, change the storyline and the genre of the story. And uh, this year we have a great local author, Sarah Zettel, who will be writing a piece of historical fiction that's actually set in right before the first Opium War. And so it's a really fun piece. Um, not, I mean, the piece itself perhaps is not fun, but it's yeah. a really fun project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me restate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the piece is, can't, you know, it's, it's a heavy period of time. Um, but last year we started working with the Ann Arbor District Library. It's part of Summer Game, and it's going to be part of Summer Game again this year. And so it's a really fun piece or a really fun project to work on, and it's also really great to be a part of our local community. So as you can imagine, selling online all over the United States, 
we have a wide distribution of people that we work with and we don't always get that really like local sense yeah you know unlike if we were to have a brick and mortar where uh-huh. it would be really local yeah you know, we get to see people come in every day in our door and we don't necessarily get that experience right now so being able to work with the district library and do this project really has been a lot of fun yeah and and I guess related to that last question would be, how do you go about and engage the community? Well, um, locally, that has not been a big focus of ours. Uh We engage the community. Most of our employees live either in Ann Arbor or very close to Ann Arbor. And so we're able to engage the community through them. Uh So if they have kids in schools and the schools have auctions and request donations, of course, we always want to support the local community as possible. More recently, we've started selling our teas to some local cafes. So Mighty Good Coffee, Bloom, of course. Yeah, Bloom. Of yeah. course, some other places <laughs> A in town. Juicy Kitchen. Always, juicy yeah. Kitchen have been serving our teas, which are wonderful. Argus Farm Stop, Arbor Farm, several yeah. other places. I don't want to name them all because I'm sure I'll forget one and yeah. then I'll feel bad. Um, but that's a wonderful way to be a part of the community through that method. But by and large, our customers are nationwide. So um, we probably sell more outside of Michigan than we do in Michigan to this point. Mm -hmm. Although I would love to increase our Michigan numbers a little bit. We have been talking with some local farmers about growing some herbs um, in this area that we can use and dry in some of our blends. So we're hoping to engage in that way as well. But that's a pretty long-term project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's all I had. I really appreciate it. And thanks for sitting down with me today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, awesome. (laughs)